Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode, everybody. We got episode 465. We're creeping up on episode 500. Members. Stay tuned because I'll be announcing something here in the future for you guys to have first dibs on a special event for episode 500. Possibly. I'm working on the possibly end of things. If I can pull it off, you guys will know about it first. But today we got Jonathan and Patrick, Pat and John coming on the show. We're going to start off with John and John's experiences. And what's interesting about John is that John tuned into the show right around the time he was having some crazy experiences in his life. And he heard me talking about how I personally would handle these things. He tried it and he describes what happened afterwards. I thought it was pretty cool and I definitely wanted to share with you guys. And then we're going to move into Patrick and his crazy night in the woods. He wrote us an email that the title was Rake Man or Spirits. I'm like, oh, you had me at Rake Man. And the opening sentence is, me and a few buddies were followed or hunted when we went target practicing around 8 at night to 1 a.m. Well, with that said, let's get to John and Patrick because this is a heater of an episode. Let's go. All right, today we got John on the show. John, what's going on, brother? Not much. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Listen, I appreciate you uh, spending some time here with me chatting a little bit because I was telling you how 
the way ever since the holidays, you know, it, life has been just absolutely crazy. I haven't been able to do a whole lot of interviewing and uh, I'm a bit rusty. We're sitting here in February, mid-February, and I feel like I'm a little rusty doing the interviews. So you gave me a chance to kind of brush up on my skills of talking to somebody on a computer screen. So I appreciate that, sir. <laughs> No problem. Awesome, man. So uh, listen, you uh, contacted us a while ago with some of these experiences you've had in your life, paranormal type stuff. Uh, but you also said to me that you have stuff that happened earlier that you remembered after you emailed. So what we'll do is we'll work through things chronologically, uh, starting off with the younger stuff that uh, you have here that you didn't include in the email. But just to kind of give the audience a flavor of what we're talking about, that I know at least, is that uh, you have had some uh, malicious type of entity inter- interactions uh, throughout your life. And uh, that's what you emailed us about. So uh, I'm interested in hearing what you got, man. So go ahead and start started off with us in the earlier childhood days. All right. Uh, so I will start off by telling you guys that I was adopted. Uh, I was put into foster care when I was two years old and I was the last of 10 children. Um, so when I came to my foster parents' house, we were in an older house um, and I was pretty young, uh, about two, three years old. And my first paranormal encounter, uh, a hand shot out from underneath my bed while I was reaching for a toy box. And it was like one of those clear plastic boxes. I mean, you can clearly see right through it. You can see what's inside of it. And um, like a, a hand just about as like real as the hands on my wrists. It shot out like so hard that box kind of like shook a little bit and um i screamed like a little girl and my dad came running in and of course he ripped everything out from underneath my bed and uh, didn't find anything so that was my first paranormal encounter it was pretty scary um so I'm sure so with, with that before because it seems like you're about to move off that uh one was it just a hand or was there arm attached uh, I'd say probably about up to the wrist. I was like two or three years old. So, I mean, I can't really remember okay. a lot of details, but I do remember that being like the very first thing that ever happened to me. Gotcha. Um, but it, it seemed very real, like very, like it had substance to it. it okay. It wasn't like a, like a ghost. It was more physical. So, uh, with, with that last question is, um, where does your dad, your parents stand on, uh, that that concept and stuff. I mean, were they just looking for you because you were a little kid and they wanted to put you at ease so you could go to sleep or whatever? But or was it like something that they actually believe that stuff happens? Um. So I don't know how my dad feels about it. He seems to like blow things off pretty easy. Uh, my mom. I've had conversations with her and she won't openly admit it, but um, I, I feel that she believes to an extent that there is something more than just the physical reality that we live in. Um, I think she believes in, in the, uh, like a spiritual realm of some sort. Okay, cool. Yeah. We, I grew up in a Christian background, so I mean, she definitely believes in the afterlife and heaven and hell. So that works. Uh, so you, so at least mom is supportive. Somewhat. Somewhat. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so where are we going from here? Um, so fast forward, we moved out of that house and, um, moved to a different house, probably about two or three miles away, brand new house, um, bought the land. My parents bought the land off of, uh, a friend of the family. Um, and there was really no record of like anything 
weird happening on that land. But um, I had, I specifically had a lot of weird stuff happen in that house. Um, so the first thing that I remember happening, I remember my bed being set up on the furthest wall away from the door. And I had a big dresser, probably about like maybe a 72 inch by 36 inch dresser. Um, and I had all my medals and stuff on it. Cause I, I ran track all throughout school and whatnot and played football. So I would have the, um, like the, the medals hanging from the top of the top of the, uh, the mirror on the dresser. And then I had all of my like stand up medals and stuff in a box. And uh, one night that box just kind of flew off the dresser into the wall and just like crashed into the wall and all my medals it went all over the floor. And, uh, that scared the crap out of me. And I remember I jumped out of the bed and I ran so fast. I basically flew down the steps and hit the wall at the bottom of the steps. My mom's sitting on the couch. My nephew was sitting on the couch with her. And they're just looking at me like I'm crazy. My dad was sleeping at the time and he comes running down the steps, like what's going on. And, uh, I tried to tell him what was going on and what happened. Nobody just seemed to like believe me. And then uh, in that same room, same setup, I mean, my bed was still on that wall. We had a bunk bed at that time because my nephew would sleep on the bottom bunk and I'd sleep on the top bunk. And uh, I remember one night I kept getting the covers pulled off of me. I thought it was my nephew. So I just pull him back up. And I did that probably like three or four times. And then like the last time that I did it, the covers just flew off of me against the wall and I got slapped in the face. So then I got scared and ran down the steps again <laughs> and um, nothing happened there. My nephew was downstairs with my mother, like he usually is. Um, my nephew believed me about that one because he'd been sleeping in that room too. And he'd been experiencing some stuff. Uh, let's see, what did I have next? Uh, the, um, that experience that I told you in the email, um, that was the worst one. So this one, I was, I was a little bit younger than what I said in the email. And I remember that because the way that I had the room set up, I had that set up from grade school all the way up to junior high. And then after that, I flip flopped the room because I didn't want to sleep on that wall anymore. Um, but in the middle school. So I was sleeping on the top bunk and, um, I wasn't sleeping. I remember coming into the room. I wasn't sleeping yet, but I remember laying down and on that dresser, I had, you know, the, the lamp from a Christmas story, uh, with the only the, light that I had in my room, the leg lamp. You had that in your room. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I used, to, I think it's still in that room. My, um, my cousin has it now. But I remember that being on because I couldn't sleep in the dark. I absolutely 100% was afraid of the dark at that point. And um, I just remember laying down in bed and I wasn't even in bed for like maybe a half hour, an hour. I wasn't even asleep yet. And a shadow just comes out of the corner up by the, by the um, smoke detector. And it's just like kind of like jetted out into the room over me and it just started like coming down and I could see the light just like it's almost like it was absorbing all the light it was so thick it was like smoke and it just came down on me and like just the feeling of it it was thick and it was hot like have you ever you ever got burned 
that that was the feeling. It was like being burned alive. And it was like almost like it was trying to push itself into me and like encase me. And I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. So um, that was the time that it engulfs you and you feel like you're being burned alive. Uh, you couldn't move, couldn't scream. So how does that whole thing end? I mean, was it kind of like a sleep paralysis situation where you couldn't really move a whole lot and yeah, had to just ride yeah, it, it out? Every, I couldn't ride it out. Like at, towards the like the end of this whole experience, it was like it was so excruciating. At, once I was able to move, I shot out of the bed and just flew down the steps again just like kind of collapsed in the living room. So my steps come down in the living room goes to the left. Um, and I just like, I don't even think I touched a step. Okay. So what did you just sleep down there then for us the night? I, and my mom took me up to my parents' room and I, I slept on their floor for probably a month. Really? I, I refused to go back in that room for a really long time. And after I stopped sleeping in their room, I just slept in my brother's room because he was right across the hall. So how long did it take you to go back to your room? Uh, months, it, yeah. like almost a year. I, I wouldn't, I would take my clothes out of there. I'd put them in my brother's room. I'd wear my brother's clothes. I just, I did not want to be in there. Hmm. Did you have a sense that whole time that you didn't want to be in there, that it was in there waiting for you? And that's why you didn't want to go in or were you scared if you went in, it would come back? Well, I mean, I'd already had a couple experiences in there, the one with the box and yeah. being slapped. And then that was just, that was, that was it. Like I, I could not go back in there. It took me so long to get over that. Yeah. But I mean, after that, my parents kind of let me get a little bit more uh, free reign in there seeing that I was having a hard time. So I got to move my room around. I took the mirror off the dresser. Um, I just, I completely rearranged that room. So I would not have to look up in that corner. And if I had to get out of there, I was, I was as close to the door as I could possibly be. Yeah. I understand that, that kind of sense. I mean, uh, going through that as a kid and stuff, it scares the hell out of you. Uh, and that, that kind of affected you later into, into life too, right? You had a hard time shaking that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that's been something that's stuck with me for a long time. And I mean, I'm 28 years old and I still, I will turn the lights on before I walk into a room. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. Um, I'll turn my car on. I'll leave the, leave the dome light in my car. I'll leave it on if I have to. Uh, that's what you said in the email too, that like you'll even turn the, the car, the car lights on or you'll unlock the car. So oh, yeah, spam my unlock button until I get out. Of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I totally get it. Um, you know, I, I even, uh, for me and stuff as an adult, I, I mean, I haven't gone through anything like that, but just, you know, you, you walk into, sometimes you walk into a room and you just get a sense. You're like, I don't know if I want to be in here. Uh, by myself, you know, and so you're scrambling for your phone to get the to turn the light on in your phone and stuff. So I totally get that. And uh, so that that stuff happened as like a teenager. Uh, yeah, those were my teen years, and I I like to think that a lot of that happened because of my biological mother. Um, so <laughs> I found this out like towards the end of high school that my biological mother was into voodoo that she was okay. hardcore into voodoo and witchcraft. Um, and I asked my adoptive mom about it and all she would ever say is I was stronger than that. Like I would always ask him like, didn't you say she was into that kind of stuff? Like, don't you think that it's kind of weird that all this stuff's been happening to me 
and she's practicing all this crap that's it's dark it's bad and i'm stronger than that i never let it affect me i'm stronger than that. so that kind of like put a bad taste in my mouth like how could you let this happen to me like you knew i was having a hard time and that i was going through some stuff yeah and you just pretend it didn't happen well i i <laughs> Yeah, I, I can understand that that feeling and stuff. I, I think t- parents can tend to uh, react to things in their own way that is imperfect. Um, so your your biological mother into voodoo, uh, do you, uh, it sounds like you probably, I mean, you bringing that up, probably you get the sense that that had something to do with this oh, stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubt about it. I mean, there's no other reason that any of this stuff would have ever happened to me. I mean, yeah, I was a foster kid I got adopted that could be potentially traumatic. Um, meeting my biological parents a couple of times didn't help, but I feel like her being into that kind of stuff. Usually people who are into witchcraft or voodoo doesn't really end very well. There's always consequences. There's always something malevolent attached to it. That's at least that's my opinion. No. Yeah. I mean, like, everybody has their own opinion on this stuff. Right. And, um, with your experiences, I can see why you have that opinion, you know, cause it, 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 every, it seems like everything, every experience you have has been a negative one that scares the hell out of you. Yeah. So you're 14, 15, you go through that. Now moving forward, you had a gap where there wasn't really anything happening, right? Until you got married yeah. or, or I what? had a major gap. Yeah. Until we moved into this house, I mean, we've been here for two years. Um, and within the first couple months that we moved, this in, was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionals hit the join button and become a member today.